balls so dry and explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Carson? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition <laughs> Check My Bows, right here on the litany of freaking networks, Hami Media Groups, hamimediagroup.podbean.com, as well as syndicated on all podcast outlets, ratsaladreview.com, and of course, the R&R Podcast Network. Yes, we are everywhere and anywhere that you can download a podcast we're also available on youtube which if you're watching this you can see our smiling faces today as we are here for episode number 56 as we get into another edition here of south park from season four cartman joins nambla but before we get there let me introduce to you my co-host and our guest today as we are one man short shout out to our boy dirty j Vernola, JV, who is in Utah today. He will be filming a set of four television tapings for Devotion Championship Wrestling. So uh, you'll be able to check that out later on down the line on twitch.tv slash DCW or Devotion Championship Wrestling. Follow them on Twitter as well. And uh, give a shout out to Vince Russo. Tell them uh, Joe Vernola's the bomb as they, they work together. So And we're affiliated with them. So tell Vince Russo uh, you, you're a big fan of Joe Vernola. But I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, my first, my best friend, my cohort, my guest, my co-host, my man, my, my, my main man, a man who would be my, who's going to, if I ever did get married, which I really don't want to get married, would be my groom's man. Ladies and gentlemen. Jackson. What's happening, boys? <laughs> what is up, Scoopy Scoop? How you doing today, buddy? Man, uh, I started Trailer Park Boys, and what a gem of a show! Mm. Come on, boys! <laughs> I know a lot of people like that show. I know a lot of people are into that. In fact, the creators of the show, uh, the actors on the show, some of the actors are actually um, went to the same school that uh, Ben Hamin went to, who um, was the owner of Hamin Media Group, which I work for. Uh, they're really good friends. In fact, uh, I believe you can go back and listen to the very first episode of Hami Media Group, and it was with one of the guys from the Trailer Park Boys. So uh, they're and they're also big fans of South Park. So maybe we can uh, reach out to them in the future and say hello to them. But we have a guest today, as we have told you in the past. This gentleman reviewed us on his podcast, and he wanted to be picked, so we picked him. Welcome to the podcast, TJ. How you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing pretty well, and uh, thank you for that intro. When you started introducing Scoop, I didn't. Know, I thought maybe you were talking about me. I was like, you know, we just met. Maybe it's a little <laughs> too early for all that. But then it was Scoop, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I go everywhere with Scoop. He's my guest. He's my host. He's my friend. He's my lover. He's my toucher. I'm a That's bitch. Right. I'm a lover. Anyway. <laughs> the child and the mother part is kind of relevant to this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the child and the lover and the chicken fucker, but that's a different episode. Uh, we're back, though, TJ. We appreciate you joining us here. You let us know that you're a big South Park fan. I am, and as thank I've, you for bringing me on. As we've been doing with most of our guests, give us a quick intro about yourself. When did you get into South Park? And as you told us off air, tell us about uh, all the people in your life that don't like South Park. Well, I got into South Park from the beginning because I'm 40 years old. So I was cognizant and watching South Park from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, I always thought that it was hilarious. I thought that it was very smart. Um, it's been good social commentary from the beginning. And uh, to be honest, I mean, I think that it kind of helped shape my view of the world as I started growing up and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've always found it hilarious. I've always been a fan. It's a, it is surprising to me that it is still airing episodes that it's gone on so long given the nature of the show and the nature of our world today but uh i mean that just speaks highly about south park itself and uh yeah i am pretty much the only person that i know in real life <laughs> that watches a whole bunch of south park so it's good to be on here so i have someone to uh, shoot the shit about south park with well we're happy to have you and I definitely agree with you on South Park's um long-term stability uh the ability for them to continue to comment on social and political issues I think has definitely kept them in the conversation of one of the um, top rated you know most uh loved adult animated cartoons of all time even you know, even up to last season, the pandemic special still putting yeah. out great content. Yeah. Whether you did, whether you liked the episode or not, which initially, if you go back and listen to the review, I wasn't really high on it. But then, like, I watched it a couple yeah, times again, and it. I was like, I, I was really high on it, is what it was. <laughs> uh, and I didn't, and I maybe I didn't like it as much, so I watched it again, and then I watched it again, and I was like, you know what, this is actually a really good episode. So, like, sometimes you do have to go back and watch an episode to really appreciate South Park. And that's what we're doing here for you, the listener and the viewer on YouTube, as we are going to review and recap for you. Give us and, and give our thoughts on South Park season four, episode five, Cartman joins Nambla. So let's get right to it. Cartman joins Nambla is of course the fifth episode of season four, the 53rd episode overall our 56. As I mentioned, it aired on June 21st, 2000. Cartman is in search of more mature friends, as he accidentally joins the North American Man-Boy Love Association, which is a pedophile group, and puts all the boys of South Park in jeopardy as a result. On the side story here, we see Kenny trying to stop his mother and father from having another baby. <laughs> now, I do want to also point out, this episode is going to be uh, released on December the 30th, so this will be the last episode of 2020. I just want to say we did it! I got yeah. through this shitty year. It's over, guys. If you really were not happy with this. And, and you have me on as a guest, which just proves that you saved the best for last. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how <laughs> or, I'm taking it anyway. So, you know, or you could look play. at it. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could also look at it like as a, uh, 
an intelligent individual like yeah i played it right i waited right till the very end to get into the last of the year so. yeah because I knew you guys' schedules and how everything was going to go Duh. beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you know it. You're the pick me guy. That's it. You were <laughs> able to pick it all up. Uh, Scoop told me that you are a big X Files fan, and he was like, yeah. "Dude, I've been listening to this guy. He's like, he's a big X Files fan. I really like his podcast." And like when you were like the good movie, I was like, "Which one? Uh, Which one's the good one?" And I picked correct. Okay. I was like, "Yes." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> The I want to believe was it should never have been made. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even consider that a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just somebody's pet project that they put together. Yeah, I was like, they're they're. I don't know what they're. No, <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you on that. Well, yes, if you want to check out the Pick Me podcast, go check out that, guys, as well. You can also check out our sponsors. Go to Russo's Coffee at thebrosters.com and get pick up yourself a Russo Bro Coffee. Use the, five, use the code 5LB and you'll get a discount off your five-pound bag of coffee, as well as you can also check out ZordosOliveOil.com. Zordos Olive Oil bringing you the finest artisan Greek olive oil. It's uh, brought and imported right from the fields of Greece right to New York, where it's packaged and shipped to you worldwide. So pick up your bottle of ZordosOliveOil.com. It's the best thing you're going to eat all year by using that oil. Anyway, let's get back uh, to the episode now, guys. Cartman wants to hang out with some older males. Is basically the how, the crutch of this story, how it starts. is He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's gotten uh, too mature for his friends. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's too, too mature. Well, he wants friends that know more about politics and stuff. Well, it all starts with him playing a a board game, Bill Curtis. And I was like, (laughs) such a weird uh, guy to be the the front man for your game. And everybody Googles, who the hell is Bill Curtis? Bill Curtis. (laughs) Uh, So they're playing this game back and forth. And, you know, Stan sends Kyle or Stan sends Cartman to jail. Or was either Kyle that sends Cartman to jail, and this angers Cartman, so he gives Kyle AIDS. I'm giving you AIDS. I'm giving you AIDS. <laughs> All right, Cartman, I'm gonna give you a jail time card. You lose a turn. Sweet. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna give you AIDS. What? I just gave you AIDS. AIDS? Dude, that's not cool. Don't give Kyle AIDS. Kyle has AIDS and now loses 47 turns and 800 points. Kenny, your dad and I are thinking about having another baby. Wouldn't you like to have another brother or sister? No. Yeah, what? Don't do that. AIDS, <laughs> right? Uh, interestingly enough, for those who do not know, Bill Curtis uh, is an American television journalist, producer, narrator, news anchor. He's also the host of a number of A and E crime and news documentary shows, including Investigative Reports, American Justice, and the Cold Case Files. Just in case uh, you don't want to look that up, I'll I'll do that for you. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, though, oddly enough, his net worth is fifteen million dollars, and to this day, he is still alive. He is eighty years old. <laughs> he is old, very old man. So you, keep call, you keep calling yourself old, DJ. Right, right. Double the lifetime on you. <laughs> I I hope I live to see eighty. Yeah, I mean, but at fifteen million dollars. See, that's how, like, that's how rich I want to be. You see what I'm saying? Like, people are like aspiring to be like crazy rich. I'm like, dude, if I could have ten, fifteen million dollars by the time I'm eighty, I'd be right? so happy. <laughs> Sitting if, back on old, like, you know, if I doubled all the money that I've earned to this point in my life, I still wouldn't have that much money. 
Well, you know, you got to reach for the stars. You know, uh, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. There's a snake in my boot. Sorry, I'm just quoting Toy Story now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, Cartman, after giving Kyle AIDS, uh, starts arguing with the boys and exclaims to them that he feels he's too mature for them and that he's going to start hanging out with other people. So he goes home and he starts looking through back in the day, which is an interesting conversation to have right now, online chat rooms. He gets on an online chat room on the internet and stumbles upon the topic, men who like young boys. Now, interestingly enough, I mean, we're all from the 90s era as well. So we all, of course, use the AOL aim boards and chat message boards, especially at the early onset of the internet. And I, and the way and what I find interesting is back in the day, you really, I mean, I assume if you go like on like 4chan or 8chan or the the dark web you could probably find stuff like this but it was very easily and abundant to find a chat room like this back in the late 90s early 2000s yeah they weren't necessarily blatantly named like this. right right. whereas like built into aim like you go click on a certain couple things and you find like this little box that pops up with all these like open chat rooms and you could just post something and somebody could start i in you and then all of a sudden Cyber in with some weird dude in someone's basement. Oh yeah, I have. I actually have real life terrible memories of this period in time. Me too. Interesting. I was home alone quite a bit in those times when AIM was pretty prevalent. So, and you did not <laughs> spend your time making booby traps for potential burglars. No, that's a home alone joke, huh? It's. it's <laughs> I get it. I get season. it. I have. You know, I actually have the home alone. Uh, beanie that he wears. So. <laughs> I think that what I found interesting about chat rooms and whatnot is I like I tried to use it a little bit. Um, we didn't really have like I guess uh, a good computer in the house until I was like thirteen or fourteen. Like we had the, one of the first Macs, but back then we were all kind of computer illiterate, so <laughs> you know we didn't really know what to do at the time. My parents were kind of computer literate and I was 11 and I wasn't like at that point taking computer classes until high school so I didn't know what to do I, I remember being able to play like fucking Doom and MK Ultra or MK whatever 4 what MK, MK, games. MK games you know what I'm talking about uh, MDK sorry like the MDK game I remember yeah. being able to play that on the Mac but other than that like I didn't really use the Mac and I wish I had like obviously I'm an editor now so it doesn't matter but back, looking back then as a kid because I'd learned all that stuff when I was in high school but online chat boards man were really big in my group of friends like you go on there to meet girls our age like maybe if you're like well try you know, try but nine times out of ten, <laughs> it's, a dude. it's a dude well, yeah. <laughs> well so, just, what, so so what I, what I would do is like I would make sure to join chat forums with other girls that were in my school and I knew they were like I know it's their handle I know that's who they are and then you chat them up and it was a good way to break that ice and now, that, nowadays that's known as stalking <laughs> back, I mean back then it was an early form of text I think is what it really I mean, was yeah, like, yeah I'm just making a sideways yeah you know, no, no I get it it's not like I can like stalk them I, we went to the same schools I didn't know where they lived it was just like hey we were all at the library hanging out or we are all doing this school and you jump in a chat room and you talk to them and you muster up the courage to start talking to girls and yeah. start talking. You know, I used it that way, but I didn't use it for any other. Let me go on the internet and play fucking chat roulette with fucking Cartman and Kyle. Come on, Kyle. You got way throughout this. If you want to make any friends in this world. Well, TJ was a chubby kid. So 15, 15 year old TJ 
thought, like he had it in his mind, that he would not find love if they knew what he looked oh. like. <laughs> so so he would try to go on the internet because at this point in time, you know, it would take 10 hours to download a picture. So no right. one was sending selfies or anything like that. That's so, true. you know, get on there and, and yeah, it was a terrible idea and Damn. extremely unsuccessful. Well, as Cartman's going to find out here, he, he doesn't have a lot of success wading through all the chat roulette discussions. Um, as these are internet predators. Now, Cartman's not uh, unaware of this. They're only interested in, of course, kind of his age. He gets an overflow of replies uh, and converses, of course, with some eager men, potentially you know, pedophiles and child molesters who act like they want to be friends with him from uh, other – like a bunch just comes in. So the first one that comes in is Tony316. Wow, look at all these guys that want to be my friend. I'll pick Tony316. Hi, Tony. So what are you into? Oh, you know, the usual stuff. Smiley face. Cool. Want to get together, smiley face? Sure, Tony. That would be cute. Winking smiley face. A very, you know, stereotypical pedophile. Cartman meets up with him. He gives him some candy. And then he's like, do you, do you like back rubs? <laughs> so and, creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that feels good. All my friends seem so childish now, you know? Do you like having your background? Yeah, that feels really nice. Thanks. Hold it right there, scumbag. <laughs> we monitored your little online chat. Now you're coming with us. No. And so all of a sudden, boom, the FBI shows up. And he's, of course, arrested for listening. So we've read your online chat conversations. You're going down, buddy. So they take him to jail. Carmen's like, what the hell's going on? So he goes back home and, you know, he tries to find someone else. Now, as we mentioned in the subplot, Kenny finds out from his parents, Mr. and Mrs. McGormick, that they're trying to get pregnant again. And this does not sit well with Kenny. Uh, even Carmen at one point was like, God damn it, more people are fucking procreating. And I'm going to have, have to pay more taxes. Like, Dude, you don't pay taxes. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about, guys. I need to hang out with some of my people. So that was what the catalyst was actually because Kenny was having kids. They didn't understand wow. the have another kid. I'm sorry. So yes, they want to have another child. So the whole episode here, Kenny is trying to find different ways to uh, prevent this uh, pregnancy from happening. And then I guess uh, assisting with the uh, aborting of the fetus, as we'll so bluntly put it. <laughs> One of the things that may not fly today if this episode was to air. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, so uh, oh, Kenny knows that when the baby. <laughs> so Kenny knows when he when the baby sees the light of day, his parents will give him more attention to the baby, and that he's going to have to give his food and take care of it since the family is so impoverished. Like he's having his first nightmare that he have is you got to take care of the baby, Kenny. <laughs> got to be with the baby, Kenny. Like, you can't know. eat, Kenny. That. Food needs to go to the baby. Yeah. You know what? I will give Kenny credit because, I mean, he at this point in the episode, he does have a brother and a younger sister. So they already have kids, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they already have, so he's already got siblings. But I also remember being nine or 10 years old and having a similar 
nightmare like this when my parents told me that my that they were that I was gonna have a younger sister. So like I get the the feelings that Kenny had initially here, you know, where you're afraid you're gonna have to give up your spot. And I think cartoons have parodied it so much so that one of the various early childhood memories I have was watching the episode of the Rugrats and Angelica's parents, Drew and whatever the mom name, decide that they want to have a baby. And Angelica starts having nightmares about another big sister or another, or another baby sister. So, like, I remember that episode so clearly as well. So weird. It's just one of those episodes that stuck out because that resonated with me at the time as a kid. So, like, I, I sympathize with Kenny. But Kenny's going to take it a little too far here. Of course he does. I mean. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, Kenny's one of my favorite characters anyways, so I'm usually down for whatever Kenny's got going on. <laughs> like, you know, he uh, he breaks the wall. I love it. I love Kenny. He's awesome. So after Kenny wakes up from this uh, nightmare, he walks out to the living room and he asks his father if he could play catch with him as his dad is getting ready to shag his mom. And his father agrees to go outside and Kenny deliberately throws the ball into Stewart's balls. Second my mouth. All right, here comes the pop fly. See if you can catch it. Good job. Now throw me one. What happened? Oh, he smacked me in the balls. Hard enough for him to fall down puking, hoping that it will deprive him of his fertility. <laughs> and, and then Kenny goes, <laughs> It goes inside. He's, he's so happy. Yeah, he's, he's gone. We then jump back into the main story here. Cartman trying to meet another man. He uh, First guy he talks to uh, says, uh, Hi, I am eight and a half inches. Uh, <laughs> he must be tiny. I'm sorry. I don't like midgets. <laughs> midgets piss me off. Hello, Hong Daddy. Hey, I'm eight and a half inches. Damn, dude, this guy's tiny. He must be a dwarf. Sorry, I'm not interested in being friends with midgets. Midgets piss me off. Frowny face. Frowny face. <laughs> Frowny face. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love how every time he's talking, when he puts emo- emojis, he like emoticons, he like exactly what he's like. Happy face. Clowny smile face. Clowny head smile face. <laughs> The funny thing is when texting, of course, was the onset or AM back then, people were doing that. And those same people that did it then who are texting or using it now do it that same style now. Like, cause I've sat next to my mom where she, rather than just, rather than saying smiley face, frowny face, she'll just be like, smiley emoji phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They're the same people who send me business emails with emojis in them now. <laughs> I love Hope sitting down well during these trying times. <laughs> these prices are going crazy. <laughs> my God, my God. Well, Cartman, he after hanging up on that one, he meets Mr. Hammerhead, and Mr. Hammerhead and him agree to meet up at the docks immediately. As he gets there, Cartman finds out. He goes, "Mitch Gadget, <laughs> you want to be my friend? Yes, cool. We can hang out." <laughs> 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 and so what the one thing I do I don't appreciate I mean I granted I, I don't want them to be as um 
I guess, detailed, descriptive, but the FBI people show up and they're like, we read your online conversations. And I'm like, I don't know, the, car- the conversation between Cartman and Mr. Garrison wasn't that bad. So it was like, what, what, why would that get him arrested? He could legitimately be like, I was teaching Cartman a lesson as his teacher. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's why I'm here in a trench coat. Right. Exactly. It's part of the you know thing, obviously. But yes, we can go hang out and get some ice cream. Like that's what they should. But obviously, Garrison hanging out in chat rooms, um, as we talked about at the beginning of this season to you, Jay, this is episode one of the three-part, I guess you might say, uh, story arc of Garrison's coming out, uh, which takes place over the course of like between three episodes, obviously. But yeah. I call it, as what I tell Scoop, it's a uh, it's an arc within an arc. Because there's also uh, another subplot that comes, another story that comes up with Cartman and the church. Do the handicap go to hell? And that's also where Garrison comes out. So it's an arc within an arc. It's yeah. they, they inception you this season. He kind of he kind of hints at where it's going when he's in jail later. Yes, he does. He definitely does here. As he goes, he gets arrested. They you know the cops show up and they take him to jail. What do you mean? I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> now Car- this <laughs> young boy tried to force himself upon me. <laughs> Harrison. Oh, he tried Harris. to turn it around. Victim blame. <laughs> Did you see what that little kid was wearing? Mr. Garrison? Huh, Eric. You want to be my friend? Oh, crap. That's cool. We can hang out. What do you want to do first? Uh, nothing. Nothing. All right, scumbag. We got you. Hi, uh, uh, good thing you guys came. This little boy was trying to have his way with me. Nice try, buddy. We monitored your little online chat. Now you're coming with us. No! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, that's always bad. Bad. I mean, good, good try from Garrison, but like I said, he should have gone with the teacher route. He should have just been like, I've been, I'm doing a sting operation and I wanted to show Cartman that people can take advantage of you or something like that. <laughs> but he couldn't even like think that far ahead. So anyway, Cartman, though, now pissed, assumes that Stan and Kyle have been trying to sabotage his attempts at making new friends because, you know, he's of too course. naive to know what's really happening, obviously. Um, so now, now, as you mentioned at the police station, TJ, Mr. Garrison is in jail and uh, he's trying to plead his case to officer Barb Brady and officer Barb Brady says, I can't let you out unless the FBI says otherwise. And then the NAMBLA North American man, boy love association shows up and they're protesting and, uh, they'd like to release Mr. Garrison and the other pedophile claiming that there's nothing wrong with trying to love young boys. They call them political prisoners, and that's another thing that kills me. Yeah, we're a political activist group. Political activists, yes, you're holding our political prisoners here. Political prisoners? These these guys, no, you got it wrong. These guys are trying to have sex with young boys. (laughs) (laughs) I like how at the end of that scene, Barb Brady says they've got activists for everything these days. Uh, I don't know who you are, but these men aren't going anywhere until I hear from the FBI. Hate mongerer! Hate mongerer! Yeah, yeah. Okay, hate people, I think you better move along before I arrest more of you. All these men wanted was to love a young boy. There is nothing wrong with love. I did not want love from a young boy. I like men my own age. Ah, I mean, I like women. What did I say? Oh, God, I love Teddy. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Very interesting, man. Garrison also mentions I. He goes, I don't like young boys. I like men. I mean, I, not I mean, men. I like, 
I like boobies. That's what, yeah. <laughs> That's what, uh, boobies. I like women. Huh, what did I say? <laughs> right. um, so, yes, Mr. Garrison's trying to cover his fact that he's bisexually or bi- he's bicurious right now. I'm butters. And, and, and I'm bicurious. I'm butters and I'm bi. I'm, I'm bicurious. I can't do it, butters. There was this person I saw in the South Park group that, I mean, she's a very attractive young lady um, and she does the butters impersonation. And people were liking this post, not because. She did her butter's impression is good. I'm just going to leave it there, okay? I'm not trying to be that guy, but I, I listen to it. I'm like, no. But I'm not going to be an asshole and be like, dude, I think you're hot. <laughs> that's why you have five hundred bucks, bro. <laughs> well, that's always the foot in the door, right? Is that it? Is that it? Is to become a, an influencer, you have to be hot. <laughs> Take your shirt off and maybe – if you took your shirt off, we could probably have more likes on our social media. Uh, well, okay. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm sorry, Scoop's a <laughs> mother fricker over here. <laughs> Not now. I mean, like, if you take some shots of you just like holding South Park memorabilia, <laughs> right? And post it on our Instagram and Twitter and shit like that. I mean, for the spirit of the episode, you got to send them some red thongs, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> You do that. I bet you we'll get some thoughts. <laughs> I have <I'm> some <laughs> thoughts. Some thoughts. Um, so back to the episode now. Cartman, he's he's upset. So he decides to go to Dr. Mephesto. And this will be one of the last times we see Dr. Mephesto for a while. And I'll get into that in the trivia. But Dr. Mephesto asked him, you know, I'm sorry, Dr. Mephesto, of course, is the genetically engineer agent guy in town, whatever you want to call him, who likes to mutate things. You have the five-ass monkey. Uh, you can go back and listen to those reviews. But uh, Cartman visits him, and he asks him to genetically engineer some friends for him, adult friends. The festival says he can't, but encourages Cartman to join Nambla because he himself is a member. And says Cartman looks about right to join. So initially you're like, oh, boy. Dr. Mephesto is part of this cult, uh-huh. too. That, that, that makes sense. He does have five-ass monkeys. I guess we know what he's doing. <laughs> so Cartman, the next day, finds Nambla, the wrong Nambla, but he doesn't know it this time, as uh, they're holding a meeting. And before he comes in, the pedophiles are all sitting around uh, tables, and the leader is speaking at a podium, and he says that we need to find ourselves a poster child to help normalize pedophilia or this political protest and all of a sudden Cartman walks in and they're like, can we help you? I'd like to join your fan organization. You, you would? Yes. yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. And Thank just, you, Jesus. I was like, oh my God. So bad. <laughs> oh man. These, these, these cults. Well, anyway, as Cartman is joined now, and, uh, <laughs> They 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 decided that they you know they're going to need a poster child and Cartman's going to end up being that poster child. So he'll tell the boys his experiences. But while this is going on, Kenny learns that his mother is pregnant. So now he's trying to find ways to terminate the pregnancy. In fact, he's always I think he was hanging outside with Stan and Kyle as they were making faces to old people. Cartman walks out. What are you guys doing? We're we're making faces to the sick and old. Uh, so that's what they're doing. They're pressing their face up against the glass. I'm sure you guys did that when you were a kid. Blah. You make faces and stuff like that. Well, 
until yes. until uh, I forget who it's either like my uncle or our family friend who was a doctor. I was doing it one time. It was explained how dirty and gross that was, and I never done it since. Never did it again. Never again. Never again. Well, while this is happening, that's when the McCormicks pop up and tell Kenny that she's pregnant. They're going to have another child. That does not please Kenny. That does not sparkle with him. Uh, <laughs> not sparkle. So now Kenny trying to come up with different ways to get there. This is Davis, my favorite. He dresses up in a wig. He just throws a wig <laughs> over the top of his buddy and walks in and asks the pharmacist about Planned Parenthood and abortions. So he goes and buys some pills, and then he's like, oh, little girl, I don't know if I can sell this to you. Which, by the way, he gave them all um, he gave them all Ritalin two weeks ago, but now he, can, he can't give her abortion. So uh, but then he pops out a note that says uh, – and this is – I'll get to this too. Kenny pops out a note that says – uh, whatever uh, Kenny's allowed to uh, I, I, I give I, my I, daughter permission to abort her baby mother mother <laughs> my mom points out to me all the time that when she was a kid that she could take a note down to the gas station hand it to the gas station get cigarettes to take back to her mom and that's just very interesting to me my mom told me the same story can I help you young lady <laughs> Oh, you want morning after abortion pills? Well, they're right over there. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, young lady, but I can't sell that to you without permission from your parents. Well, well, alrighty then, cash or charge. Cool. Yeah, my mom said that her mom would send her down with a list, like, go down and get soda, cigarettes, coffee, and she would go down there and give a note with my mom's her mom's ID. And then bring it back to her. I was like, damn. My mom would get beer for her mother. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> wow. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. It was, it was also Florida in the 60s. So my mom was able to get my grandma cigarettes and stuff from the store too with notes. Alcohol or back in the 50s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For better or worse, can't do that shit now. Oh fuck! I mean, no. they'd be like, "There <laughs> you go." I mean, this was like for my parents, for my mom. That was like the seventies, but like Washington, you know what I mean? Washington, Portland area. So, yeah, crazy stuff that you just used to walk in with the note and be like, "Here you go, buy whatever you want." It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. It's a simple anyway. So, Cartman back at his story now. After uh, Kenny buys the uh, the abortion pills, uh, he is. Taking pictures, you know, they take like provocative pictures for Namba and a red thong. Um, the leader tells him that there's going to be a huge banquet going to be thrown in his honor, and that Cartman is, should invite all the boys in town. Of course, you know he's not going to invite Stan or Kyle. Uh, Kai, uh, Kenny. Then after uh, he, he got after ha having the pills, he creates a drink, his mother's favorite drink, mixes it with vodka, gives it to his mom, and his mom's like, "I can't drink that. I'm pregnant." Or, you know. Thank you. So Stuart drinks it, his, his dad, and now his balls are hurting, and uh, now he's drinking abortion pills. So now he starts having diarrhea. And this is where we get some uh, vintage South Park slapstick comedy. Oh, God. Oh, my balls. 
Where Stuart is. Oh, my balls! Oh, oh, my stomach! Oh, my stomach! We're not there yet. We're not. We're not oh, to the nose yet. We're not. We're not there yet. Right now, it leads up to that. But first, it's balls and stomach. But then, yes. Now they're going to go on the now. Kyle, after Kenny sees a commercial about the John Denver experience. <laughs> <Denver> experience. <laughs> killed me. Hey, are you feeling down? You need some excitement. And North Park Funland has just opened its newest ride, John Denver Experience. You'll be Rocky Mountain High with this, the most extreme, insane ride ever built. It was fun. fun. No, people with heart conditions expect the mother should not ride the John Denver. Open now. Come on down. <laughs> oh, okay. Please continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. The John Denver Experience. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird thing just to have for a... And, and it's like the most fucked up ride <laughs> ever. Like, Especially like, if you know what happened to John Denver. And right. now, I'm sure you may have listeners slash watchers going, go, go, who the fuck is John Denver? <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, so unfortunately for Kenny's mom, she should not be going on this ride because even the commercial really says not for people who are pregnant. You know what I mean? So, but Kenny's like, woohoo, we'll, we'll do that. So, he, him and Kenny, or him and his mom and um, Stuart, they go to the John Denver experience. Even his mom's like, I think Kenny's feeling a little jealous lately that we're going to have lately that we're going to have another baby. So, we should spend as much time with him. So, the parents are like, you know, trying to, uh, you know, take him into consideration, if you will. Uh, but uh, unfortunately for, Kenny, he does not get the outcome he had hoped. As his mom does not have any really any reaction to the <laughs> ride, it's his father. If you can call that a ride. Yeah, if you can she's call having it. a blast, too. That's the, that's the best part. <laughs> she's like, she's yeah, having a blast. <laughs> oh, God, I think I broke my nose. Right. So John Denver, for those who don't know, by the way, also he died in an air crash. If you'd like to go look up who John Denver was, you can get more information on that. But um, as the John Denver ride shows here, it kind of is a crash because it just kind of goes up and then <laughs> just smashes down. Yeah. yeah, and then puts them in water. And then puts them in water upside down. I was like, oh, that is so terrible. <laughs> What do you say? What's <laughs> this? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, the John Denver experience gives Stuart a broken nose, as you pointed out, Scoop. And now, oh my nose! Blood comes out. Oh my stomach! Oh my ass! Oh my nose! Oh, <laughs> and even Kenny starts to get annoyed by this gag. He's like, hmm. 
<laughs> it's one of several st- slapstick comedy scenes in this episode. Definitely. Uh, that was the, 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 the cap of it, though. They don't really push it further than that, thankfully. Um, well, now Cartman, he goes off and he asks the, the rest of the, the town, his friends, about joining Nambla. But, of course, tells Stan and Kyle that uh, they're not allowed to come. When Cartman leaves, Stan suggests to Kyle that maybe they should act more mature, and they decide to get into the organization, too. Now, later that night, Kenny has a nightmare about the baby being born as a grotesque humanoid who kills the doctor, the nurse, and then finally, Kenny himself, with uh, ultimately his parents saying, oh my god, he killed Kenny. Bad baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real quick about this scene, doesn't the uh, character that they used in Kenny's nightmare to represent his baby, doesn't that look a whole lot like what was born in the Woodland Critter Christmas episode? The, uh, like I, yeah. I was looking at it. I thought, kill me. Kill I thought me. that they like used the same um, character that they created for that because it looks almost the exact same as in that Christmas Critter episode. Yeah, it definitely does. They have we haven't gotten there yet, but I think you're right. Uh, it definitely was uh, the, the monster that they used. I was also going to say, what's the other one where Garrison oh. makes? Garrison makes love to the chicken, and then the chicken gets born, and then the chicken's like, kill, kill me! Kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, but that was more like you can tell it looks like a half baby, half deformed with the beak face and shit. That's a little bit different. You're right. But yeah, this kind of looks like, I don't know, it's, it's a very weird looking monster. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Scoop, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I was just looking it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just wanted to make sure that you were all in and that you weren't riddled out. You know what I mean? I want to make sure you, you riddled that. in. You riddled <laughs> in? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so after having this nightmare, Kenny wakes up, grabs a plunger, walks out to the living room. And his mom's <laughs> like, What are you doing, Kenny? What are you going to pl- plunger, Kenny? What are you going to plunge, Kenny? <laughs> And then he starts chasing his mom around the house with Stuart, his father, following him. Um, so the police raid now is happening as they are trying to stop Nambla. They jump into a Nambla, another meeting, and they got the wrong Nambla. As this group is the North American Marlin Brando lookalikes. Not a fan <laughs> of the American Boilo Association. <laughs> <sighs> Which uh, Mephesto is actually a part of and was the actual Nambla that he was inviting Cartman to when he went and saw Right. Him. Right, and then that makes you think, I guess Cartman kind of does look like Marlon Brando. Yeah, I was just going to say, so is that supposed to mean that Cartman looks like Marlon Brando? You look like you'd fit in. Okay. Yeah, you'd look like you'd fit in. So Garrison, of course, get, he's also in attendance. He gets frustrated. <laughs> oh, crap, I'm at the wrong place. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking South Park. So the Mar- apparently the Marlon Brando lookalikes have been fighting the pedophile organization for the rights for over shit. the name for years and the website, and they decided that they will join the police together and all stop the Nambla banquet that's happening right now. So they all get up and leave. Now back at the banquet, the real banquet, the pedophile <laughs> banquet. 
all the boys have arrived, uh, even so much so Stan and Kyle have been invited. Cartman's like, hey, how'd you get here? We were invited. Oh, I guess I'll let anybody into this place now. Because <laughs> I'll let anyone into Nambla. Yeah. yeah. Now, all the they, boys everywhere. now this is where we get some awkward scenes where they want to discuss their boys so much so that one of them discusses butters. <laughs> It's so disgusting. I I found a little eight-year-old named Butters. He's a beautiful, bright little boy. Well, well, I sure am, I guess. And his skin is as soft as fresh linen. That seems kind of weird. Well, my skin is springtime soft, I suppose. Wonderful. (laughs) And how about you, Mr. Harris? Well, I want to announce that I may have found the dream boy of the decade. He's sexy, sassy, and full of spunk. His name is Timmy. Timmy! Timmy? He discusses his like a soft skin. skin. <laughs> and then, and then when they get to Timmy, when they get to Timmy, he's like, "Timmy's Timmy, the best." Timmy. And then he's like, "Timmy, Timmy." Timmy? I think Timmy's, as we discussed last week on Timmy Two Thousand, you know, <laughs> all the Timmy's faculties are there. They're just not connected. Everything to where he can express exactly. himself. Right there, you knew Timmy was like. Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> Timmy knew what the fuck was going down. Look, Timmy's been on the road, okay? He's been a, an international superstar by this point. Timmy's, Timmy's seen shit. Timmy's seen <laughs> shit. Okay, Timmy's not stupid, all right? I'm sure if an ad, a guy in Hollywood asks an awesome robot, Can you, are you a sexual robot? I'm sure Timmy has been asked while he's been out and about. I'm just saying, foreshadow there. Awesome, man. I am awesome, man. So when the boys now uh, are dancing with these guys, or some of them are dancing, Stan and Kyle don't dance, but the boys, they start dancing with the boys in the dark, and then they eventually decide to go up to their rooms. Still, the boys don't understand what's going on, right? And now they're finally at the uh, hotel room, and they go inside with each adult and Moments later, run back out yelling. I think these guys are trying to have sexual relations with us. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> so, soon the police and the other Nambla arrives, start chasing the naked pedophiles around. And this kind of turns into uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Monty Python style. Uh, chasing in and out of doors. Timmy yeah. going across the screen. Like, What's it's it's like the that style that you know, Benny, that, Hill. Benny Hill style. Yeah. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Definitely with very slapstick. With don't but they have got their own song. The doodle 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 doodle. All right, Marlon Brando's. They've got to be here somewhere. Let's try this room. Let's get those perverts. And then you at while this is all going on, they're running in in and out of hotels. The cops show up, they're chasing the same members in. Then you've got Stewart and uh, his, his wife, uh, Kenny's mom, running out. They're running in between rooms from Kenny. Uh, and then the, the waiter's trying to walk by with his uh, – This time I will loose. not drop the food. Suck it. Suck it. Uh, yeah. 
eventually all the boys are finally reunited in one room and decide they're like well cartman you got us into this mess you gotta get us out and Cartman's like well you know i just someone's gotta take one for the team and they're like, what? And they're like yeah well, you know like they want to ask me one of us i just feel like i gotta take one for the team and i feel like that person should be butters <laughs> <laughs> Poor butters. Poor butters. So my my only discontent about them using butters this way here is they had Pip. Why didn't Cartman use Pip? I'm just saying. Why did he go after Butters here? I don't know. It made me feel bad. It made me upset because Butter Pip's still alive. Pip's still around. In fact, Pip gives his own episode at the end of this goddamn season. Okay, so why didn't he get thrown to the wolves? Okay, up until this point, Butters has been kind of a badass of the king nerds. Now you want to throw him to the sexual. Now you want to have him get sexually assaulted right away. Come on. What exactly did Pip do to deserve that, though? We don't like Pip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On this show, we don't like Pip. <laughs> All Dude, right. Go All ahead, right. say it. Pip sucks. All right. Well, no, that's not that's not what you're supposed to say. What am I supposed to say then? Toss him to Nambla then. Fuck Pip. Fuck Pip. Uh, but usually, you, but usually you say it in a funny way, like "fuck Pip." Fuck Pip. There you go. That's what I was hoping for. We don't Pip. like Pip. <laughs> yes, we don't like Pip. Pip but stupidest characters get his own stupid episode. But we encourage you to listen to the episodes. We have a guest coming on from the UK, Joe Atherton. So you know, we hope you you'll enjoy that that review. We we're like, if we're gonna kill a, a UK story, we at least should bring on somebody from the UK. That way, if he disagrees, you know, at least he has credibility. I'm like, no, bitch, I'm from the UK. <laughs> it and, makes it better somehow. It makes it better, or he he might like it even more, and we'll see. Now. Uh, back to the conclusion here is all the boys are running in and out. So they decide to throw Butters to the wolves. So Butters uh, runs into a room, or at least he thinks he runs into a room, but he ran into the wrong room too, as Stuart, his dad, ends up in the room and he ends up getting pounded on by all these old men. Um, now, at this point, uh, after being everyone chased around, uh, the NAMLA members empty the em- empty the room, escape unharmed. Unfortunately for Stuart, as we mentioned, after looking for Kenny, he got rammed in the booty. Uh, now all the NAMLA guys, the pedophiles, they're all arrested. So in the end, Stuart has to be hospitalized because of his injuries he received during the anal sex orgy. Uh, uh, the leader then tries to give one of those impassioned, I learned something here today speeches. <laughs> You see, I learned something here today. You persecute us for our beliefs and who we are. Uh, no, we can't. Hold on, hold on. You persecute us for our beliefs and who we are, but we can't control the way we're born. It's not our fault. Blah, blah, blah. So if you can't get uh, agree with us or if you don't like it, then I guess you can just put us away. And then everyone, like, it looks like the cops in the town are about to, like, change their mind and be sympathetic. And then Kyle's like, Dude, you have sex with children. <laughs> yeah, some of us are born that way. We can't help the way we are. But dude, you have <laughs> sex with children. And Stan's like, yeah, dude, yeah, we're all for equality. And again, as you, we talked about this all off air, this would not fly by saying this in 2021 as we now we're entering that here. Uh, we're all for equality and all that gay stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're fucked up. You're, you know, you're a piece <laughs> of shit. Essentially, you're disgusting. And uh, they took him away. You're going downtown for a long time. So they took the Nambla guys away. 
Cartman decides that he, at this point, they're like, they're like, well, Cartman, they're like, well, they're like, well, don't you think you owe us an apology and all the kids an apology for getting us in this situation? I'm sorry, you guys. Do you think you still need mature friends? No, I think I'm good for that. I think I can wait for you guys to mature. And then uh, Kyle gets, I'm sorry, Kenny gets backed over by a truck and he dies. The ambulance truck that was actually saving his father. (laughs) Wait, wait. Kenny dies in this episode? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, kid, the ambulance that which was taking Stewart to the hospital accidentally runs Kenny over. Afterwards, Mrs. McCormick then gives birth to an identical child with the parka included. <laughs> Comes out with the parka. I love that. Yeah, which they name Kenny. And then Stewart claims, he goes, Man, this has got to be like the 50th time this has happened, huh? And Mrs. McCormick says, 52nd. Gotta love that meta moment right there. Right. Go, go, Chico. Go, go, Chico. Ah, little angel. Yes. Oh, he's so beautiful. I know it's been hard on both of us losing poor Kenny, but this new baby kind of reminds me of him. What should we name him? Well, seeing as though Kenny passed away, maybe we should name him, uh, Kenny. Yes. Kenny's such a great name. My little Kenny. A brand new Kenny. (laughs) God, this must be the 50th time this has happened. 50 seconds. I love that. And by, and by the way, for those uh, who go back and have listened to all our episodes, we have pointed out there has been one episode, I believe it was either during the Christmas or Halloween episode. Kenny does not die. However, he dies in the movie. So that technically counts as the 52nd, the 52, just to give you an actual analysis on statistics. Um, but that was your full recap on the episode, guys, on, on the uh, Suck My Balls 52nd episode here. Before we get into what did Kenny say, TJ, do you, do you have any uh, like overall reaction of this episode, final thoughts before we get into here, this stuff? I do have thoughts. I have some okay. notes of thoughts because All right. when, when when I watched this episode, I, and it was actually the last night I sat down and was like, you know, I'm about to do this podcast. I better watch this episode. So uh, the the first thing that struck me was how frighteningly relevant it is to today's world, even though this came out in 2000. Like, from the very beginning, Cartman wants friends who, quote, know more about politics and stuff. He thinks that he is better and knows more than his friends because they don't agree with him. And then he alienates himself from his friends because they don't agree with him. Um, and then when actual lawful action happens, like the people he's meeting with get arrested, you know, he, he doesn't understand what's really going on and immediately thinks it must be some conspiracy against him. It is, it is so relevant to what's going on in today's world. And then Nambla, you know, they claim that they're, they're discriminated against and claims their movement is all about love and freedom. The, the parallels to what is going on in today's world. Um, just just kill me. And also, uh, one last thing that I thought. Um, first off, I like how Cartman red pills Stan and Kyle. You know, he basically just tells them, hey, this group is so cool. And Stan and Kyle, since they don't know anybody, are like, well, shit, we have to join this group too. So I, right. like, I like that little red pilling moment. And then um, uh, the Marlon Brando Nambla getting pissed over the uh, man-boy-love-Nambla 
taking their name. That kind of reminds me of the Proud Boys versus Proud Boys thing that's going on right now. So like like a lot of parallels. A lot a lot of people say that um that the Simpsons predict the future. I think South Park predicts the future just by reframing things in different ways. I, I wouldn't even go so far as maybe not even predicting the future. I think a lot of times what happened is, is they, they tell you what's actually going on. It's just with the advancement of modern technology, more information has now come out. If you think if we were still as maybe technologically uh, dumb as we were maybe at back in the nineties, as they called them dumb phones, right. And then early two thousands, we made all this information about Scientology, sexual predators, Hollywood elites, sex trafficking, uh, you know, the mob, whatever it is, all that information wouldn't have come to a, a light as uh, accelerated manner as that. I mean, all information is going to eventually come to light, but I mean, look at the gap as far as information distribution over the last just 20 years alone compared to the first 50 years, right? I mean, you, you can put something out and have something now in the palm of your hands in news within seconds. So yeah. like it's, it's crazy. And, and you can pull your phone out and record everything. So if somebody <laughs> is doing something wrong, you got it right then and there. It's on the internet within 30 seconds. So it, it's, it, it's definitely changing times, but yes, all of that is still relevant today, even back then. Um, but that's because I, you know, they're, they've got their hands on the pulse. These guys are in Hollywood and it's like, they're exposing Hollywood to the breadcrumbs, to the storyline. So you kind of have to, you know, look through the, weave through the bushes to find it. Well, and I think one of the things that keeps South Park relevant, because we were talking earlier off air about how crazy it is that they've managed to stay on the air for so long, given, you know, how offensive they can be taken but i it but it's because they will expose everyone or anything you know they they have no dog in any fight so they're right. just going to you know uh yeah this liberal person over here is saying some ridiculous stuff and we're going to point it out but hey this conservative person over here is also saying ridiculous stuff so i mean you know that's why i think they get away with what what they quote unquote get away with because you know they're bringing everybody in on it no that's true uh and not to deviate away from south park but i mean we're talking about just matt Stone and trey park in general the creators here I don't, have you guys checked out hit their new youtube series sassy justice i have not okay so they it's a it's a brand new web series that matt stone and trey have put together uh voiced voiced by them so you'll get some of the same south park characters um but they're it's deep fake so what they it's really well done and the main character sassy justice is donald trump so it's donald trump but he's a news reporter sassy justice um i'm gonna have to check that out one of them though he interviews Al Gore, and they do the deep fake of Al Gore with the, I am so serial right now. <laughs> like, they did it. It was great. I was like, awesome. But check out Sassy Justice. They put out a couple episodes, and then there's a lot of shorts that they've clipped. But. Did you ever see, um, what was that one damn movie? That, did you ever see Orgasmo? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. I don't want to spell queer enough, but unicorns <laughs> kick ass. That's I don't want to spell queer enough. One of my favorite movies. But I want to come home with you and make love to you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sound queer nothing. 
but you got a nice ass. You got a nice ass. <laughs> I fucking love that. And then uh, Joe's favorite movie of all time, he's not here, shout out to Joe, is Basketball. So, Basketball. Uh, <laughs> just that movie all time by Matt Stone, Craig Parker, yeah. Uh, Britney's mom's pubic hair. Great mm-hmm. fake out, man. Uh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also put out that they're one of their early movies. Didn't they do like a, a musical? I want to say I forget it now off the top of the, my head. It was a Mormon thing. Uh, no, yeah, it was like, no, no, not the Book of Mormon. I'm talking about like it was an early on like a horror like type of musical or whatever. Horror movie, uh, Cannibal. That's what it is. Can- okay, uh, yeah. Matt Stanton and Trey Parker's that. original twisted musical is called Cannibal. And by by the way, I actually now that I think about it, I did watch it. I, I think it was on YouTube at one point for free. It's really fucking weird. Like it's fucking twisted. There, like there's some like you know a little bit of like you get like a hero a voice drop here of some early you know that's going to end up being a South Park character one day, but still. <laughs> Like the doctor voices in, in that thing, but you're like, this is fucking. It's just it's it's cannibal people eating people, so it's a fucked up movie. I'm gonna have to check out that sassy justice you were talking about. So check out that. Yeah, All right, TJ. So before we get into our final segment here, what did Kenny say? I know that you're short on time today. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by, giving us your full oh, yeah. thoughts. There. I'm glad that you just gave us your full thoughts there, you because that's normally when we do it at the end. So I'm glad you got to do it now. Then. Okay. Um, Put yourself over. Tell everybody about your podcast, where they can find you, and you know what you do. Well, my podcast is called Pick Me, and what I do is I review other podcasts that I think people should listen to, and uh, then uh, I suggest them. And each week, I bring another podcast. The goal is I bring it out on Sundays, every Sunday, because the goal is. Uh, to give you a podcast to binge through the week. And that's the goal of my show. So each Sunday, if you want to tune in to pick me, I'll introduce you to a new podcast. And uh, also, speaking of which, one thing that I do do on my podcast is I give rankings. And I feel that I owe you guys some rankings, right? That was my, that was going to be my final question <laughs> before you left, actually. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So uh, before on, I go... Go ahead. I'll, I'll, uh, hold on. Uh, okay, go ahead. All right. So uh, before I go, um, I'm going to give informational rank. I'm going to give you guys a nine out of ten because that's that's a really in depth synopsis that we just went through. And you guys, I see you looking stuff up, making sure that you're giving the right information. So nine out of ten. Hell yeah. And then entertainment. I'm going to give you guys another nine out of ten because you had me on. How entertaining yeah, exactly. is that? Right. Fun times, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I, I'd say with you on, I'm going to elevate that. I'm going to give us ten out of ten for this oh, episode, snap. not not as a whole, but <laughs> just this episode. Okay. Just hey, you know, this episode can be perfection. I'll get behind that. But hey, you yeah. guys, thanks a lot for having me on. I had a thanks blast, and I love talking about South Park. Anytime you want to shoot the shit some more, just let me know. We'll definitely have you on definitely. in the future because we'd like to have other, of course, other other voices and whatnot. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, you go back and listen to it. Sometimes we like to argue with each other, so it's nice to have fresh uh, voices on the podcast because um, I think it definitely can be a more uh, stereo. 
a little bit more positive. A little bit more positive walking away from it. <laughs> well, if your listeners want to search Pick Me podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that's where I'm at. They can also follow me on Twitter at Pick Me Pod. All right. Well, thanks for stopping awesome. by, TJ. We appreciate yes, it. Thanks for coming. Thanks, thanks a thanks lot. Talk awesome. to you guys later. All right. Later. later. And now we're going to get into what did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? What did, what did Kenny say? That's right. It's just me and Scoop, the old crew, back together again. The dynamic duo. Once again, another edition. <laughs> what did Kenny say? Right here. Shuck my balls podcast. That's right. It's what did Kenny say? If you've never listened to this podcast and don't understand what's going on, we're going to tell you exactly what Kenny said. That's exactly what the name of the segment is. So it starts off with Mrs. McCormack early in the episode saying, Kenny, your dad and I are thinking about having another baby. Wouldn't you like to have another brother or sister? No, says Kenny. Very earnestly, because you know you didn't want to have another brother and sister. Um, after this, now we're at Kenny's house early morning. Kenny is tossing in bed. Of course, apparently in his nightmare, his dreams are shown, and each a parent carries a baby. And as we mentioned before, the mom says, uh, "You can't eat, Kenny. We have to save food for the baby." And the dad says, "Your mom and I are going out for a few weeks. Kenny, take care of the baby." Mom says, "Kenny, you have to change the baby's diaper." Dad says, you have to share your room with the baby. The baby, the baby, the baby. And then Kenny screams, waking up. Ah! Runs out, to his, <laughs> runs out to his living room and says, Dad, I want to play catch. Stuart says, uh, uh-huh, I'll play catch with you later, son. And Kenny says, but I want to play now. McCormick says, go ahead. We can make love afterwards. <laughs> and then I'll, after they're outside, Stuart says, well, all right, here comes a pop fly. See if you can catch it. Now throw it back. Or, Good job. Now throw it back to me. So Kenny picks the ball. And he takes the ball out of the glove, looks at it in anger, and shoots it straight for his father, father's groin. Um, and then the steward doubles over in pain, covers his crotch, yelling, Oof, oh, my balls! And then Mrs. McCormack runs out and goes, What happened? Stewart says, Oh, he smacked me right in the balls! And then Kenny's like, Woohoo! He runs off. Uh, later on, Mrs. McCormack says, Well, Kenny, the doctor confirmed it. I'm pregnant. You're going to have a little brother or sister. And he yells out, No! As the camera zooms in on him. And Mrs. McCormack says, uh, Yep, it's for sure. And Stuart says, And he fixed my shattered left testicle, too. <laughs> Got him. Got him. And Mrs. McCormack's like, Don't be out too late, Kenny. We need to start moving stuff out of your room. And Kenny's like, God damn it. Thinking it's already starting. Kyle's like, Wow, your mom's pregnant, Kenny? Stan's like, yeah, now what are you going to do? And Kenny's like, I don't know, but I got to think of something. And as we mentioned, then he went to the pharmacist wearing the wig. <laughs> the pharmacist says, can I help you, young lady? And Kenny's like, uh, yes, I'm looking for a morning after abortion. The pharmacist is like, oh, you want some morning after abortion pills? Well, they're right over here. And Kenny's like, well, thanks. And he walks over and he sees morning after abortion pills, baby be gone, get it out of me, fetus flusher, no more supersize, but he ends up taking the pregnant no more pills to the pharmacist. And as we mentioned, he gave the letter that says, I hear give my daughter permission to abort her baby. And then he's like, how are you going to be paying? He's like, cash. And now back at the house, Kenny makes the drink. Look, mom, I made you something to drink. As a rat climbs out on the sofa headrest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rat, the ever apparent rat. 
right? And Mrs. McCormick's like, oh, well, that's very sweet of you, Kenny. You made my favorite drink. And Kenny's like, yeah. And Mrs. McCormick's like, yeah, but unfortunately, now that I'm pregnant, I can't drink it. Kenny's like, what? Stuart's like, well, I can still drink it. And Kenny's like, no, Dad. Stuart drinks it. And then, of course, it makes his upset stomach. So he uh, runs into the bathroom. Kenny's like, uh-oh. He's like, oh, I'm crap my pants. So he starts crapping his pants. Oh, my balls. And he turns around and vomits. Uh, now the next day, Kenny's house, he's asleep in the room. Another nightmare appears, as we mentioned. We talked about the, the, the baby. Kenny's line in this one was he just said, ew. And then uh, later on, um, Kenny says, after he wakes up, he uh, sits up, he realizes um, you know, that he's had enough and says, that does it. And he jumps off the, ba- uh, jumps off the bed, goes to the bathroom, grabs the plunger, leaves the restroom walks out to Mrs. McCormick and rushes her out of the plunger by saying, ah! And that was Kenny's final line in the episode. And that's what Kenny said. All right, Scoop. Let's go ahead now and get into some of this trivia. Why don't you break it down for us, buddy? So this was Dr. Mephesto's last speaking role until season 14, episode 201. Since this episode, he had only appeared as a background character. Trey Parker later commented that by this point, he and Matt Stone simply didn't find the character funny anymore. And that in retrospect, they should have made a member of the real Nambla and written him out permanently in this episode. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, 201, by the way, is a band episode, so it's going to be hard for you to find it and watch it, but we will be reviewing it when we get there that day. So, uh, yeah. Okay. This is the first episode to feature original music by Scott Nicholson and Jamie Dunlop, who would later go on to produce original music for season five and onwards. A picture of Cartman with Bill Clinton is seen hanging above Cartman's computer. Whoa, that's dope. I didn't, I didn't catch that. <laughs> the Get It Out of Me brand abortion pills, ironically, had the picture of conservative Phyllis Shuffle, Shufflefly? Shuffley? Shafley. Shafley. It's kind of like, kind of like how uh, you know there's no C in my name, but people always want to put call it Schaefer. It's, it's like Shafley, kind of like that. Or Shafley. Maybe that's how she pronounces it. I don't know. Who opposed abortion rights and fought against the Equal Rights Amendment in the 1970s. The John Denver experience, right, is a reference to the death of John Denver in a tragic plane crash. Carmen's username is Big Boned, a reference to his belief that he is not fat, but Big Boned. Fun fact, if you're you're, uh, obese or overweight, you typically have thinner bones than somebody who uses resistance training and all sorts of stuff because they have denser, thicker bones to uh, support the weight of the new muscle. Scoop's a personal trainer. He knows knows what he's talking about. And uh, by the way, I just think it's funny that that's his online handle name, Big Boned, and then he walked into a men who love young boys chat room. (laughs) Big baby! (laughs) The restaurant that appears when Cartman sees Tony 316 is the same as the one seen in Tom's rhinoplasty when Stan has dinner with Miss Ellen. <laughs> this was the first episode in 2000 season four not to have 2000 in the name. So this is what it ends. Okay. The song playing during the chase scene is Page Drochie by Miss Montand. Montand. 
Where do, where is Joe when we need him to read the fancy shit? <laughs> like he knocked it out of the park on the Italian shit when he was talking about all the Patriot do con I can't eat Patriot do contraire or country de partre. I can't even say it correctly. He fucking kills it here with the page de quatre. Page de quatre by Yves Montaud. And of course, as you as I, as I mentioned, and he even TJ pointed out the Benny Hill show. So there you go. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, the chase or no, the chase scene is styled after Benny Hill show, a risque comedy from the seventies. The music playing during the North Park Funland commercial is the same music from the commercials for Wild Wacky Action Bike, an Alabama man. Wild Wacky Action Bike! So much fun! <laughs> Alabama man! And as you're going to read there, it's from the season three episode Chim Pokemon, which you can go back and check out our review with our boy Gerard Del Cruz. Carmen was a model before in the episode Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. The website named that the two Namblas fight over in the episode is Nambla.com, but the real Nambla has Nambla.org as their site. <laughs> After Cartman begins typing on the Manboy chat site, on the ensuing responses when showed, some responses can read, some including, this is gay, tits, help me, and get a life. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> That's awesome. Aside from this episode, do you, hold on. Before we move on, do you think that that his one student from his from school? <laughs> this is gay. <laughs> <Was he there? laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Aside from the episode, you were saying pedophilia was what? Aside from this episode, pedophilia has been a subject of South Park and other episodes such as Worldwide Recorder Concert, Red Hot, Catholic Love, The Return of Chef, The Jeffersons, and The Petit Touré. <laughs> <laughs> the door chase scene is a Scooby-Doo reference. When chatting with Hung Daddy, Carmen interprets 8.5 inches for the height instead of its true meaning penis size, which makes him think that the man is a door. <laughs> Maybe probably, that dude's probably just sitting there like, huh? In Kenny's dream, a mutant baby is, is a parody of the antagonist Chris from Larry Cohn's 1974 horror film, It's Alive. That's where it's from. That's where that monster's from. Okay. I'm thinking about it. Like, and uh, in, in that It's Alive scene, he comes out, the baby comes out and all like ooze and shit now that I think about it. Um, I'll finish up here. Uh, this episode explains Kenny's resurrection after his constant deaths, kind of. Uh, his mother gives birth to a baby identical to Kenny, and he rapidly ages and retrieves his former memories and appearance. While, of course, this theory is inconsistent with Cartman's mom was still a dirty slut, which Kenny reappeared out of thin air in a magical fashion, it is likely that was one of the adop- was adopt- this was adopted by the writers as it was expanded upon further in season 14's superhero saga. And realistically, I'm going to be, I'm going to point, I'm going to, it was expanded upon, but technically in season 13 is when you find out that Kenny, uh, during the first episode of uh, the coon, you find out that Kenny has the ability to be reborn uh, because his parents 
um, say, man, we should have never gone to that cult. So, uh, so that was that. And then you get the superhero saga where it play, where Kenny finds out about it and he learns all about that shit. So at the start of the episode as well, Cartman plays a card in the Bill Curtis game to give Kyle AIDS. And this is an episode much later, tonsil trouble. Cartman would actually infect Kyle with the AIDS virus. I'm not just positive. I may tell you that. All right, Ian, why don't you give us your top likes since you wrote them all this week? So I thought it was hilarious when Real Nambla was like, we've been fighting Nambla for years over the website. And it's just like the cops are looking for him now, but it's like, where were they, you know, all these years ago where they've known what this Nambla's been up to? Some, some, you know. Uh, I also put that how uh, naive the children can be re- re- referencing Cartman chatting with older dudes and not knowing like the 8.5 or any of that. Well, that and then the kids too. Right. And then that and the kids just willingly going up into the hotel rooms. Right. And then like meeting these people. Jesus. Like it was a different time back in the 90s too because, you know, walking home from school miles away wasn't, a, wasn't you know, and walking to school wasn't unheard of. You know, walking to high school that's super far away at 6.30 yeah. at night to see a basketball game at night and walking home at Dude, 11, I, 12 I, at night. I've told this story before. Like when I was in the fifth, sixth grade, my parents gave me a pager and I would just go out and they'd page me when it was time to come home. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. a big deal. But you were talking about, you know, the sexual proclivity here and the naivety, if you will, of the children. It even lends further into Butter's character and his development because as he continues on, whether it's the bicurious episode or seeing his dad go to bathhouses, right? What, what in the butt? You've got he gets to a point where even in the imagination land, they're about to get on the balloon, and he's like, "You're not gonna do, you're not gonna put stuff in our butt, are you?" (laughs) (laughs) Because Butters has been through all this shit now, and they were gonna willingly give him up to the sexual predators here. Right? Yep. You know, poor Butters. Butters, Butters, that's him. Um, Of course, you put Cartman thinking how mature he's become just talking to older men. Who like young boys? <laughs> Poor Cartman, like he has no clue. No, uh, you actually put here, which we mentioned in the episode, the accurate number of Kenny's rebirths slash deaths. And as we did point out, you know, he died in, or he did not die in one of the Halloween episodes, but he did die in the movie. So they were still accurately correct when saying he had died fifty-two times. <laughs> right. I thought. I thought that was a nice. I love how there's continuity, but there's not. You know, it's like, right. It's awesome. And then the last thing you put you liked was Kenny trying to stop his parents from getting pregnant. You know, that's just, just like another homage to how self-aware Kenny is and how much he understands the situation and what's going on and everything and how he's maybe trying to make it stop so, it, you know, that he can maybe end the cycle of what's going on, maybe have something different. I agree. I agree. Um, when it comes to the episode's uh, dislike portion of the episode, now, while I didn't write anything down, uh, I do find this episode to be f- hilarious. I do find this episode to be funny. There's not something necessarily like overall I can pick out and be like, oh, I didn't like that. or I didn't like that part. Right. But as a whole, it's not one of my top episodes. I mean, do you agree? Yeah, definitely. This is top 200 for me. So Interesting. 
So know, see, I was gonna, I, I was gonna go top one fifty. Like I would give it that. I was gonna I mean, go top one fifty at first too, but then it's like I was like, um, we'll see by the end of season four, season start of season five. But I'm I'm tentative on two hundred. All right, well, guys, we don't like I said there wasn't something anything we really disliked in the episode. It was just the content of the episode. It, it's it's just a little um, fillerish, you know. It had its moments where it was super funny, but then it kind of you know, and then it's kind of like it kind of, it has its ups and downs in the episode for sure. There's a lot of good one-liners, definitely. For sure. Um, but as Matt Stone and Trey Parker even pointed out, they probably should have written his character off, Dr. Mephesto, and made him a part of the real Nambla. That would have been probably interesting. Would have been a lot more funny. Yeah. Probably would have been a lot more funny. Then it would have been a big shock. Like if we could have been something we could look back on. It. And right now, as we've been reviewing this, and we would have said this was the, the biggest shock of – the South Park series at this point in time had they right, actually done. up to this moment. This was like the most shocking and most. It would have been the most shocking. Then, and then you would have been like, "Oh, okay, it makes sense." He rapes the five ass monkeys. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for another edition. Check my bows. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean and I'm lighting up green. Yeah, boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. If you are a fan of professional wrestling, you can check me out each and every Thursday and then drops Friday, the Like the Fuse AEW Review Podcast with former OVW head booker, writer, as well as Impact Wrestling professional Ben Hameen and former NXT superstar, Impact star, Ring of Honor, coach of the Seidel coach, uh, Dojo in Florida and also, he runs a fed out in Italy, Chris Silvio, on Like the Fuse each and every Thursday. You can check out their Pro Wrestling T-shirts by going to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Benhameen slash Superstar Chris Silvio. As well, you can also check out the New Force Order podcast, a podcast that I edit that's based on Star Wars. As well as the Star Trek, the Academy podcast, which is a podcast based on, you might have guessed it, Star Trek. And uh, I do a bunch of other stuff too as well. So check out all of our stuff on Suck My Balls Pod on Twitter and Instagram and South Park Pod on Facebook. Scoop, do you have any parting words for us today? Well, hope you had a good Christmas, a good New Year. Yep, hope you had a good Christmas. And if you're listening to this one or two days before, I hope your New Year's night is great. If you're listening to it that weekend, we do hope that you had a great New Year's Eve and you're ready to take on 2021. For Matt, Scoop, and Joe, we thank you for listening to Suck My Balls for the last full year. This is our one-year anniversary, technically. And we appreciate you. Check my... I guess now we can all celebrate the new year, huh? Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all acquaintance be forgot and all ang-